Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and everything through our crazy, mixed-up, upside-down brains, because we have ADHD. I'm Michael, sure. and as of course, I'm joined as always by my brother, Richard. Mixed up. Yes. So we um, have been absent for about a week. Uh, we uh, mi- exactly. mistimed things. Actually, just over. Um, because we didn't get to record in Ireland, so we're doing that today. Um, we gave you a brief synopsis of what we're going to do, and then today we're going to talk about what we did. <laughs> the aftermath. Yes, how we liked everything. Um, and then if there's time uh, on this one, we'll talk. I'll talk about Iceland and tell Richard all about the things I did. Because um, I actually don't think there's enough to talk about Iceland in one a contained podcast. So a contained. Yes, I hope everybody's summer is going fantastically because we are very jet lagged and tired. Uh, are you st- are you still jet lagged? I'm okay. not. You've no. recovered. Yeah. Okay. I've been staying up till like eleven thirty to twelve o'clock. I'm doing that too, but I'm also falling asleep at, from three to seven or three to four, and then I'm also waking up at five. Oh, I mean, I usually do that anyway. I'm just tired in the middle of the day, so. Um, but uh, I will say I'm no longer waking up at like four in the morning. Ah, okay. So I'm waking up pretty much when my alarm yes. wakes me up, or when my cats decide to wake when up. When they sit on your face. No, when they just meow incessantly because they're hungry. You put them on mute. <laughs> I wish. Um, we were gone from June 17th or June. 15th, 14th, June 14th to when'd you come back? The 28th. And then we were we were over there for approximately 14 days, but I think it was more like 12 technically. And then I came back on the 8th technically, but I wasn't at home. You were in Iceland. I was in I was in Iceland. Um, so first of all, um, I usually have a thing about leaving for. Greater than 14 days. Yeah, greater than two Yes. Weeks. Uh, I do, yes. and that's why I came yeah. back. Well, that's because your job. <laughs> no, I could have taken more time off. Yeah, but then but you have been... I don't like taking longer than two-week vacations. The last time we did that, I was not very happy towards the end yeah. of it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so. um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of leaving for that long, um, unless it's somewhere I really, really want to go. Um, however, I've never been to Ireland, and I haven't been to Iceland, so I was like, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I don't think I would be scheduling a trip for um, Iceland just by myself, um, like setting it up with a group of people to go. Well, and what I will say is, and you can agree or disagree with me, I'm Michael, is... I would say the amount of time that we spent in Ireland was well dedicated. I don't feel like we actually really took a down day, as yeah. it were. We did something every yeah. day. Um, so. Which was interesting. I feel like during the entirety of the trip, um, it was hard to gauge everybody, like if everybody was enjoying everything. Um, and so while we would go through stuff, it would be interesting. And then, it, like, I don't know if everybody in our group enjoyed everything. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. But but that's there's okay. something every day to do. Yes. yes. Um, and funnily enough, Iceland was like even more relaxing and easy than Ireland was. Well, I don't I don't yeah. doubt it. It's pretty sights and natural yes. things. Um, all in all, I'm glad we went. 
I was very much uh, happy because that was our first big trip in a really long time. Yeah, we used is. to do this kind of trips was. a lot when we were kids. Uh, we do it every other yeah. year. And then uh, we would do something small like do go to Disneyland or something in between. Yeah. And we just haven't done either of those things for a really long time. So true. It's good to get back at it. Um, so our plane trip over there was kind of a easy for the most part until we lost our bags to go out there no it wasn't easy no no the 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 the, oh the oh right i'm not i was thinking about the other one um our flight out there our flight was delayed was delayed by three hours and so due to that because we had a connecting flight in london heathrow that we technically would have been uh Based off of the time that we actually arrived at London Heathrow, our flight, our connecting original connecting flight, left ten minutes after that, right after we landed. So there's no way we would. have So a nice, a nice lady uh, helped us to get a new. Oh, the supervisor actually um, tried helped us to get a new transfer, um, which was about three. It was it was told to us it was like two hours or an hour after we landed. Uh, it uh, would have been two two hours, yeah. but they actually made up time on the way yes, there. Yes, but it, our flight was delayed a little bit more uh, after we got to the to the actual airport itself. It was like something like thirty yeah, yeah. minutes or forty five minutes. Ireland trip, yeah. yeah. Um, but that made our connection to the new flight we just got precariously small. No, 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 no. I no, we we made up for time in the air. So when we got to London Heathrow, technically we had. Um, about the more time than we would have had, but our actually our flight to Dublin was also delayed by about ten minutes. Yeah, no, we we got yes, yeah, because when we got on the plane, they weren't waiting for for mom and dad. They they no, actually no, no, no. Were waiting but for our things. flight um was delayed before we got there. We got early notice, but then it was also delayed when we were waiting for the flight itself. You're talking about to London? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that what was like delayed by half a day or whatever, yes. and, and then, then it was delayed got even retracted, more. But yes, yeah, and then it got pulled back to Correct. three hours. Um, That's yes. what you meant. Yeah, yeah. So, so they they moved us around. So because we weren't going to make our connecting flight to Dublin anyway, the supervisor uh, changed our connecting flight from the airline we were on to a different airline. So we actually flied on Irish Air, which was called Aer Lingus yes. instead which of- Which is also funny because there's actually flights out from London Heathrow about every two hours. Um, yeah. So it wasn't a huge deal. But not not by British no. Airways. Because uh, they actually do their flights uh, a lot of- It's like twice twice yes, a day. Yes, but Aer Lingus do them missed every two yeah, hours until like eight to 10 o'clock at night. And the next flight out from British Airways, had we done that, would have been literally the next yes. day. So we would have been stuck stuck in London for a day. Possibly. Unless we could have shifted to Aer Lingus or something crazy. Which we yes. did. Um, so we somehow our parents got caught at security with some silly BS stuff. Um, because I made it to the, to the, the terminal and the gate with about 20 minutes. And then yeah. y'all showed up about five to ten minutes, five minutes yeah, after, after me, and yeah. we still had enough time. And oh, yeah. Then my, uh, we boarded the plane. And our parents showed up about two minutes, I think, before the gate before they were closing should have the closed. Gate. Yes. Yeah. But, but they, they, like I said, they were delay. They did the delay the flight anyway. Because um, they were also looking for one or two other people. Something. And I think bags and yes. other things. They were having issues with other stuff. So... 
Luckily for us, we did make it to Dublin, and then we got to Dublin, and guess what didn't come with us? Our luggage. Our luggage, our luggage was left in Heathrow because it just didn't make it on the plane. Um, and, and caught a later and, yeah, flight. Yeah, our, our suitcase <laughs> caught a later flight. We got in, like, I want to say it was, like, around 7 or something like that. And our suit Our luggage didn't get into Dublin until, like, 11th. Yeah, to midnight. Um, and we could see that because we got, got uh, air tags. Apple air tags, which was nice. Because as soon as it hit the airport, highly recommend, highly yeah. recommend putting air tags in your in your luggage, so that yeah. way, uh, anytime it hits Wi-Fi, it's gonna it's gonna show up. And that actually, uh, when we were going back from Iceland, um, and we made it into Portland, uh, immediately the luggage was like boop because Wi-Fi is all over the place in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um, not so much in other places. No. <laughs> um, so after we kind of got settled, uh, our first actual day in Dublin, we did a bunch of things. We got on a um, oh, what was it called? It had a name. It was like a bu- hop on hop, hop on off hop off bus that yeah. basically toured the entirety of uh, its pre-assigned route in Dublin and would bring you to a bunch of major uh, land landmarks and um, points that were important in the city. So what I would say is that that's actually fairly common over here is one some of the big cities they have hop-on, hop-off buses. Over in London and Dublin and I think in some of the places in Scotland as well, they have double-decker huge buses and literally they're on set routes and it's usually done by a couple different tour companies. In this case... There was two tour companies that were running virtually simultaneously with slightly different routes, and they were completely different color buses. One was a red bus, and one was a green bus. We got the ticket for the green bus, but we saw like three red buses kept going around um, because we walked over one of the stops because it was close by where we were staying in the hotel. And it was beautifully uh, raining that day as well. Oh, yeah. Raining. Oh, that was the best part, too. Flying into Dublin, I was sitting next to a wonderful gentleman. Uh, who live lived in Ireland, and I was like, oh yeah, we were talking about the weather, blah blah blah, and he's like, oh yeah, for the past two weeks we've had great weather. It's been not raining whatsoever, and it's to the point where like the farmers and everybody else are worried that we're gonna go into a drought because we're not gonna get enough rain. We fly in, we're landing, and it's literally raining as we land. Yeah, <laughs> as we land, and I'm like, well, I guess we must have brought it, considering California was flooded practically with the amount of rain that it and had. uh spoilers no spoilers but uh it decided to rain for uh, off, yeah, and on. off and on the our it, entire it, trip <laughs> i was gonna say it wasn't as much rain as i was expecting it was drier and sunnier but it definitely did yes. rain. and it would, it would also like do like uh we have typical like san jose rain where it goes hey Here's about ten minutes of rain, and then yeah. it's blue we'll skies. <laughs> I'm gonna come back yeah, later. Yeah. Just watch. It might be nighttime, but you know we'll yeah. be there. Uh, oh yeah. Also, um, while we're starting the trip, just so you, for your imaginations, so we've got rain on and off throughout the entire trip. Um, it's uh, when it's not raining, it's beautiful. Like uh, I mean, it was felt nice, uh, really good temperatures. But also, Ireland. Um, is far enough north where they have sort of a midnight sun effect. Um, yeah, it didn't get dark until at least 11.30. Yes, and even then it was like, dusky. it was dusky. It never truly like went dark, dark. Um, so Well, when we were in the northern area, for sure. When we were in Dublin, it did get dark-ish. Yeah, because I could see the lights, like the street lights and stuff yeah, outside. But 
Did you see the stars in the sky? I mean, it was gray the whole exactly. time. Exactly. Anyway. So you can you have no proof. It's not you have no proof, Richard. Not a thing. I'm saying my I'm saying my, truth, my truth. It was and cloudy. We'll just say everything you say is lie. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when we got north, it was, um, what city did we get to, that that little village with the little square outside of our hotel? Oh, uh, Donegal. Yeah, Donegal. That was especially yeah. true when, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Iceland was all midnight sun. Yeah, it was all dusky. Yeah. No, it was, oh, no, yes, sunny. it was just sunny the entire day and night. Um, so we went to three different places our first day. Uh, well, I guess we went to two different places. Technically, we went to a lot of different places, but uh, we went to two highlights. We went to this um, museum of emigration um, called Epic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think Epic actually stands for something. It does. I don't remember what I, I don't, I don't either. I have a picture of it somewhere in here. So, uh, well, to be honest, as part of that, so that was when we did the hop on, hop off, there was plenty of like areas that we could have stopped um the the um bus drivers were you know tour guides and stuff like that they kind of talked about all the different things and we stopped at epic but before that we kind of had a bunch of different stops in between um like we one of the things that's interesting about dublin is they have like a huge park um bigger than central park park Um, i would say it's one of the biggest in europe but i've also been to uh great britain and they're, they're like Peter Pan Park. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. In this case, though, it's like it was acres upon acres of this giant park. And one of the cool things was is they had a bunch of different locations in there they talked about. But actually, the president of Ireland lives in the and park. just down the street from the U.S. ambassador, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, and they talked about how uh, we drove by it. They talked about how the president's house was like, it's like Ireland's white house and it literally is a white house and stuff but it was pretty cool um to kind of see like hey i wouldn't mind living in this area because it's literally a beautiful park with trees and and things like that it's pretty well maintained everything like that tree uh deer animals all sorts of things like that and then literally right across the main street of the park is literally the president's house um there was that that park is also a famous site of when the pope came and they had something like a million um irish folk had come out to see oh the yeah pope. to see the pope mm-hmm. um the giant yeah there's a cross there that's now representing like the pope coming the most holy land in ireland um being a huge swelling of huge. catholic and protestant people <laughs> That's right. Um, and as we're going around, uh, we made a stop at the Epic Place, uh, which is basically the story of Irish emigration. Um, and the people. And what happened in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes over a lot of just Ireland mm-hmm. things as well as like uh, cultural things. Uh, we learned about one of their main sports uh, called hurling, which we actually saw a championship match literally like a handful of days later on the on the tv as we were in a in one of the I was pubs there. i was like i don't i don't understand it's There's crazy a lot of numbers because <laughs> in essence i we didn't even realize it was hurling until later on in the match when they said hurling. i'm like oh that's the sport we learned about in the in the epic museum it, it, it's very funny. similar to lacrosse except instead of netted bats 
they have just a piece of wood. It's a plank. Yeah, it's just a plank. The end of a stick. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would actually say it's like a mix between like lacrosse, field hockey, and then uh, has kind of rugby rules as well because it's got uh, like a goalie net, but then on top of it, it's got two giant poles that stick up, almost like field goal things from yeah. football. So I... And their scoring was crazy. They like each team had two or three different scores. Yeah, they also yeah. have another sport that we saw in Epic, and I don't remember what it was. I just remember they had two different sports that it was like these are very popular. Ireland these are sports. Ireland sports. Yeah. Um, and it also talked about like people. Fav- uh, I think JFK was kind of showing off in one of their areas of yeah. famous people and infamous people. Uh, well, and by yeah. Uh, which they didn't really kind of talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also were talking about infamous people, um, like a lot of the Wild West people. Yeah, was it like Billy? The yeah, Kid Billy Kid was Irish. Um, and they talked uh, about like media sources, books. They they were talking about everything. It was everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was uh, a font of knowledge. It it had so much stuff that I didn't even like quite catch. Uh, they talked all about the famine and then what the famine did to Ireland and where it pushed people, um, basically what and then what life was like for um, Irish immigrants to other places in the world. Uh, it was highly educational um, and would definitely recommend it, um, just like something else we're going to talk about called the Black Cab Tour. Like, I think those were our biggest sources of like learning about I- history. Yeah, Irish history and culture. Um, and then we went to the Guinness Distillery. Well, nope. We went to the Guinness Storehouse. Was what it was called. Yes. It's not a distillery. It's a brewery. Um, <laughs> but no, those are two different They're things. Right next Michael. to each other. <laughs> uh, well, no. It's it's the point. Distillery is for hard alcohol, Michael. Brewery is oh, for beer. That's true. It's a brew distillery. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, we went to Saint James Gate, which is where the Guinness Storehouse is. It's literally right next door to where. The, the giant, like, basically Guinness factory It looks is. like uh, an Irish Willy Wonka factory. It really does. It really does. It's got a big old black gate. With and, the, and, and yeah. like, when you look at, like, when you see Willy Wonka the movie, you see all of these giant old buildings, and you're like, yeah, like intricate. you're like, what are those all for? And the same thing happens when you look at the brewery of Guinness, where you're like, yeah. why, are you, why are you so old and huge? Like, they take up so many acres of land. For their brewery, which is also normal because they produce so much booze. Yeah. Um, I we don't need to really talk about the brewery too much, but it does. It has a lot in it. But our favorite moment was the they teach you how to pour, and when they teach you how to pour. So, there. What I will say is a little bit more detail is there's a whole bunch of different uh, floors. And like four of the like four floors, of the things, but there's only eight for some weird reason. <laughs> either way, and like four of the things that requires tickets, where they basically give you beer to drink. And we got those tickets because we we got th- like two or three of the tickets for free because the person at the front, we were telling stories and whatnot to the uh, lady who was managing the line, and she pulled out a couple of free tickets and gave it to us. Thank you, lady. <laughs> it was great. I felt bad for not drinking all the beer because I. Can't drink beer. Yeah, but are you going to the, are you going to the storehouse and then drinking four pints, which what it looked no. like everybody else was doing? There was 
definitely a lot of people doing yeah. that who yeah. are buying tickets it, and being like, I'm just going to bring drink a whole bunch of one beer. One of them was cool because it, they printed a picture on, on the foam of the beer. On the head of the beer. But that made the beer bitter, which is weird. It wasn't good. Um, then yeah. they teach you how to do the perfect pour. And then the last ticket was to go up in their 360-like the um, observatory, which is right. also a bar. And at the bar, they yeah. also serve beer. They served regular Guinness and then a couple other things. And I will say that it was very different from the first time that that I went. Um, it was more walkthrough oriented. There wasn't as much interactive things other than beer, beer, beer. Um, because, like, as an example, uh, Dad and I ended up our first time around. One of the things was us to, like, go through their, like, shipping process. And they had us try, like, mini um cups of beer to try like the different stuff they had, like a really like uh dark beer that we tried that was like unique and other things like that they also talked about the temperature thing um and how it must be served at a certain degree and then they also talked about the little uh the little balls that are in the can um that they invented for specifically for guinness cans um because that was a new thing yeah. back then um and then the last thing was they actually had us uh dad and i got to get selected to actually push the start of one of their shipments. That's so really cool. there was they have a button there that they usually it's like for kids and stuff like that where they're like, hey, press the button and then you could start our thing. Well, we got to put our name in and whatever it was back then, you got to press a button and then add your name to the shipment to say, I did this. <laughs> this because it's like yeah, yeah. it's like you know a service yeah. worker basically saying, hey, I did this. But anyway, uh, so they they made it a little bit more commercialized and obviously more about drinking beer than it is about kind of the the actual process. Um, but overall, um, it's still a really nice building, really fun to go, and, and it was nice. Um, after that, though, unless you have anything else to talk no, about. No, we can go. Uh, we can go. Um, was we did two things. We met with uh, potentially a distant relative of yeah. ours. Um, who, I know. Uh, we met up with um, someone who, like I said, we're hoping is a relative of us way down the line. Yes, it's like we go our, back our ancestors left Ireland so that there was a portion of the family that stayed in Ireland. So that family uh line kept going. And so we met with um one of the gentlemen and his wife which they were very very wonderful people to yeah. meet. Um I wish and we weren't so charming. Dead. And, <laughs> yeah. It, they were so yeah. great though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got to have a drink with them and things like that. Um, and then, um, after that, we went to the 25th anniversary of Riverdance, which was also really fun. Um, it was, uh, they basically told the story in two parts. Um, the first part was the story of basically the creation of Ireland and its people and through dance, by through dance. Yeah. No voice. Oh, a little bit of voice. Sorry. A little bit of voice. There was some yeah. singing and yeah. lots of instruments. Yeah, it was a little also talking about Africa. Oh, right, right. Half. There's like voiceover yes. and yes. things. Um, and uh, led up to the famine itself when uh, the Irish uh, emigrated away from Ireland. And then the second half was talk started off with basically um, Irish dance in other places in the world. And so the whole second part was focusing on, hey, this has roots in Irish dance, but this culture changed it. So it went to New York, it went to Spain, it went to some other places I don't remember, 
And then at the end, it kind of was like, hey, now we're all together, and now we can do this together. Actually, there was a really fun part where basically it was like um, some dudes who were native to New York in this New York background. Um, and then, like, then the Irish folk came in, and they were like, well, you're kind of doing our dance, but not really. And it was like they were doing their own New York version of the dance, and then the Irish came in, and were like, this is how you do it. Yeah, and then they had, like, a, like, yeah, a, a dance battle back and forth, and they were like, oh, you're just good on your own, and I'm good on my own. It was really fun. So what I will say is, is there was uh, an intermission where my family, Kirsten and, and Laura and I, we were just exhausted, so we ended up going back to the room. Versus Michael, mom and dad, they stayed for the whole thing. I was falling asleep during the second half. Not falling asleep during the sorry, falling asleep during the first half. Not the second half. I was so tired. No, we were exhausted. Now, if we talk about every day in twenty minutes, we will not get done with this. No, we're probably gonna have to do two parts. Yes, honestly. Uh, which is fine because then we could do a part two and then talk about Iceland. We just do a long one. You know, we'll see what happens. True. So uh, I think that kind of rounds out our first day. Uh, every almost every day we were moving hotels, um, going to a new location, spending time at that location, staying the night, then going to a new place. Um, our second day started off with us going. Um, oh, I guess it. No, we did the Game of Thrones thing first. We, did. we didn't go visit the our ancestors. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, we did. We, we, did. Went, we, we went to we went so to we, we met another first. very nice um, people um, who we, we went to their farm land, and um, they are also um, uh, potential potential adjacent ancestors way back in the way family. Um, and we they very nicely kind of showed off their home that they have. Yeah. Um, their they have a couple of acreage of farm, so they had talked about cows. Like we saw cows and. Uh, we like saw that. their family. We talked for a while, and then we headed off um, to the Game of Thrones studio, studio um, in which they actually filmed part of Game of Thrones in the studio, and then they turned that studio into kind of a dedicated a tour tour museum, yeah, um, in which they have all the props, all the things they use in the show. Um, and some of the scenes, um, some of the um, locations still in their natural place. And so, some so, other ones were moved to Game Yeah, Thrones, they, so. they filmed specific scenes in the studio. The rest of the stuff that's in the muse- and the tour, they moved from an adjacent location to the, the, the studio to then create this whole thing. It was pretty cool. Um, very picturesque and stuff. Obviously very touristy for sure um it was cool though yeah it definitely was, it was cool, cool I, I um it started out very like uh impactful because like the first thing you do is go through the the white wall gate that was insane uh, which was very yeah. cool like they have a full well they have a they have a partial recreation of that gate and then you walk in and they have a bunch of white walkers and um free folk troll yeah or and the, 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 the giant and the the whole room is kind of like snow setting and then you keep walking and you see a bunch of small sets uh, eventually leading into Winterfell, the the hall, the Great Hall of Winterfell, and then you kind of learn about all the different uh, things that it took to make Game of Thrones, from set design to costume design to prop design, 
um, um, music creation, and like some of the highlights where they had Winterfell Hall, they had all the weapons, they had all the costumes. Um, there were some honestly fantastic sets in there. Like uh, they had the top of um, King's Landing. The uh, big castle area was no. They had the the courtyard, the courtyard, which had the giant yeah. map of Westeros on it. Well, and then they had um, what was it? The the like other, not the King's Landing one, but the other throne area, which that's that, that was, was the, in like, the Black um, Hall. The is on the coast over it's there. The, it also has the word dragon in it. Dragon yes. in it. Yeah. Um, but they had like the entirety of the set there. The one that's like mostly obsidian or something crazy. They had the destroyed King's Landing. Oh, at the end um, of the show. That at the end really of the cool. show, where the the uh, the um, the Iron Throne is, yeah. which was cool. Um, honestly, there was some kind of creepy stuff. Like they had like uh, body doubles for that was, uh, that was some wild. of the actors and stuff, and they were like really crazily realistic and stuff. Um, and then, like I said, they had just minor exhibits about, like, the music production or, like, about how CG works and things like I that. I like their massive uh, dragon bone uh, skulls uh, because they were, like, ten people long and, like, two, three people tall. Yeah, um, they're massive. Very well built. And, yeah, it was touristy, especially towards the end where they're like, Get. The gift shop was 100% touristy. It was like, go for the green screen and take it, a picture, and then we'll sell you the picture. And I'm like, cool. The gift shop actually reminded me of, like, at Universal Studios, how they they have, you know, Hogwarts and stuff for Harry Potter. It was, like, that level of, like, ooh, like, uh, buy a T-shirt of your house. and th-. I'm like, this is, like, bad. But yes, I was like, it makes sense. It was, you guys are trying to earn money here and keep. The it was thing like open. a poorly done version of every gift shop at the end of a Disneyland ride. Yeah, where you're like, you walk out of space, you walk out of Star Tours, and suddenly you're in a giant gift shop. It's like, okay, got it. Uh, but the experience was uh, very fun, and I think if you like Game of Thrones, you'll probably get a lot out of it. Uh, because the staff who work there love Game of Thrones. Oh, like they're, they're really, really nice. nice. They also know a bunch about like oh, a lot yeah. of secret little factoids about Game of Thrones. That one dude who kept trying to get us to like uh, buy the picture stuff. He was like, "I know everything about Game of Thrones." I'm like, I know. Hey, dude. I am Game wow. of Thrones. <laughs> um, and then after that, we oh, we didn't go do the uh, workhouse thing. Um, well, no, that that workhouse actually was where we met up yes. with. Yes. Um, this also was the time where our our mom could have bought some lace and then didn't buy some lace. So yeah, um, we went to sleep. We got up, and the next day was uh, skipping Bushmills and going straight to Giants Causeway. Um, Gi- well, Bushmills was supposed to be after, but we decided not. Yeah, to. we said we're good. We're we're gonna go to a distillery go to and a brewery at the end. We're good. Um, so Giant's Causeway, we talked about last time, is there is a fault about, I think it's like 20, um, 20 miles off the coast of Ireland, um, in which there was volcanic activity, which created this, these natural basalt columns. Over the next 50 to 60 million years, Ireland shifted away from that fault line. Um, but brought with it the natural basalt column. So you can actually kind of half track it. And that, that goes with the story of the the giant steps 
is that a giant was pulling these columns and throwing them into the ocean to create a um, a bridge between Ireland and yes, Scotland. Yes, an, uh, an Irish-Scottish bridge. And then a, a f- person, a human of some sort, a hero, um, went down the steps and was like, what are these? Uh, and then was like, oh, there's a giant here. And then they ran away. And while they're running away, their shoe fell off. And then they finally made it back to their home. And then there's like a fun little fairy tale like ending to it. There was a little fun video yes. of it while we were there. But uh, the story explains why there's these different things out next to yes. the uh, giant's causeway. Um, Giants Causeway was really fun, although it started to rain, like, again, right when we got oh, there. it came down. Yes. Um, but, Richard, you adventured up the steps with me and kind of uh, – they're really well um, So there's, there's, like, a they're couple really different pretty. places. So there's a visitor center, which was not there when we went the first time, um, where they have literally kind of a little bit of everything there to kind of give you the history and blah, blah, blah. Then you walk down and you walk to Giant's Causeway where the basalt columns are. And then there is basically a hike all around and further down that kind of curves around. And it's a little bit more of a steeper hike. But we hiked from the Giant's Causeway to was like the Giant's Organ or whatever it was called. Yeah, it's it's just the organ. And basically, they're, they're basalt columns that are literally embedded in the side of the mountain. Yes. And further down, there was the chimney um, and then the giant. And then right. when we walked back, we found uh, the giant's boot. Uh, I think in the story, it was just the, the dude's boot. Um, uh, but uh, that clearly it was, was it too was, big. Yeah, to be clearly a it was foot. a it was a giant's foot. It was just a big rock that looks. It like looks a like a shoe. Like a shoe. Yes. Um, and that was really fun. I don't remember doing something more that day. I don't think we did. Um, I think after that we drove we to drove, uh, Belfast we, and then went to the. the we hotel. drove around Giants Causeway in search of trying to find lunch, um, and then we found a little fish and chips place, and the people there were very nice. Wait, is that the day that we did the black, black cab tour? No, the next day is the day we did the black cab tour. This was uh, we're technically in the same place for two days. Yeah, no, it looks based off of my pictures. No, um, after Giant's Causeway, we went to uh, Donegal. No, 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 no. We did Giant's Causeway, and then that night, we did the Black Cab Tour. Because that's what I have pictures of. June 19th. Yeah. We went to Giant's Causeway. That that evening, we did the... Wow, we did a lot that day. Yeah, we did the Black Cab Tour that um, evening. So the Black Cab Tour is um, kind of unique to Belfast. Um oh, it is. It is unique because to Belfast. Belfast is <laughs> one of the few places where the violence between the Catholic and Protestant um uh people of Ireland and basically the huge argument was basically should we be more British or should we not be so British? Should we be more traditional to so, ourselves? Um and there's this huge fight between um, these two people living in Belfast and what basically makes it so unique is that um, similar to like a lot of gang violence in LA and places like that um, your neighbors could be the people who are trying to get uh, get to you so basically think of it like uh, what happened in like Berlin where the town was separated in like a, in a wall well, what, through the course of the violence and escalation in Belfast, 
the two different cultural groups split off and basically split the yep. town in half. And there literally is gates and walls in the town that separate the Protestants um, from Still. the Catholics. And the, the, the gates close every close. night, uh, yeah. I think, around 10, 9.30? Well, they said it depends on the day. Yes. But, yeah. um, but around those times, and they open every day around 8 a.m. Um, and this is to help um, eliminate a lot of the interactions between these people so that way they don't uh, go and throw Molotovs and all this other crazy stuff. There's lots of violence and, and yes. stuff like that all throughout 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, 90s. And the guy like who uh, the guy who did our tour, um, his name was Isaac, um, yep. and he actually um, he actually grew up in um, the waning and big moments of basically leading up to the gates and what was going on with the police and the black ta- cab tour basically you go visit the murals the art that is still around and they show you and explain to you what was going on in belfast at this location um and it also explains why you have a place called london dairy um or just dairy uh depending on who you're talking to um if you're protestant or catholic it was a very, very interesting um, tour that I'm glad we went on. Um, the next day, yeah, we took the rest of that day and kind of calmed down. The next day, we went to Donegal and went to do the Titanic tour. Well, so the Titanic Museum is actually in Belfast, but we, oh, we left we, Belfast at the end of the day and went to Donegal. Yes. Um, and I'm, I don't, I don't so, think we need to talk about the Titanic tour for that long. No, but we do need to talk about the ironic thing that kind of happened on that day. Well, as well. With the people know the people, if you're at all on social media at all, you will know about the, the people, the billionaires who went down and the ocean gate thing, literally, uh, the news about ocean gate, uh, billionaire thing that happened with the Titanic literally got announced the same day we went to the titanic yes Museum. we we found out that morning uh, and then yeah. we we're like hey did you hear about the titanic thing while we're at the titanic <laughs> titanic yes. Museum? yeah um it was now great. the reason why we went to the titanic uh this museum is because the titanic was actually built in uh belfast in, belfast. in the harbor um and that area where it was built is still um sectioned out and not used for anything but showing how big the titanic actually was um, and from up in the touring area, you actually get a really good view down into basically the construction site where the Titanic was built. It was literally the, the Belfast shipyard mm-hmm. where it was built. And in the museum, they did a pretty good job about showing how a boat is built and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but then they also kind of go into a lot of the history associated with t- yeah. the Titanic and do it. My it, biggest, was, it was a really good My museum. biggest takeaway was towards the end of when they were actually talking about the discovery and just before they they were talking about when the group of, uh, I think it was French and British? It was explorers. Uh, I think it was in oh, America, um, actually. And then he worked with Yeah, the basically who found the Titanic, refound the Titanic. Uh, but right before that, there's all these things that were like, here's what went wrong with Titanic. 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 Here's what we yes. learned from And it the showed disaster. nine different things that went wrong in order for the Titanic to hit that glacier. And so many of them 
created policies that all ships now have to follow today to make sure that that that, that never happens again. And yep. some some of the easy ones were like. Uh, the binoculars were brought off the board, uh, brought off the ship. The, 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 the key, two, things. two of the yeah. binoculars were also the, brought yeah, off. Were also off. And then uh, the radio uh, was used for uh, personal and for luxury-oriented things rather than for boat operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Either way, oh, also that part of the that part of the museum was fantastic. Um, my the my big my biggest one from that was the fact that they didn't need to have lifeboats and life um, saving. Oh yeah, it wasn't for standard. everyone. They, yeah, it was not standard to yeah. have lifeboats and life jackets and for every. That the people pa- uh, aboard the passenger. boat didn't need to drill of what to do when you're in an emergency. Yep. So a lot of some other things, and those didn't quite lead to like the biggest fatalities in the titanic but it was basically like when panic hit nobody knew where nobody to go where nobody to go. knew what to find and there wasn't yeah. enough boats to get everybody off the ship which they, they had talked about how actually most of the boats were only it was like at most 60 percent filled yes. like a lot of them were not even full um because they just shipped so if you've ever been on a cruise ship and you wonder why on the very first day Muster they, yeah, you have to find your muster station, learn where to go. Thank the Titanic. Thank the Titanic. Thank you, Titanic. So uh, then we, uh, after the Titanic Museum, went to a town called Donegal where we stayed um, in this wonderful area. It was really nice, um, honestly, where the hotel we stayed at was right on this like oh, yeah. triangle. That's when we were towards the north. Yeah. Yeah, triangle area where there was almost like a little town square. Um, it was like a little town. It was really nice. Um, and here's our highlight: we went to Donegal Hats and we got Hannah Hannah Hats in Donegal. In Donegal, we got really nice hats. Well, handmade hats. Um, beautiful, beautiful little things. There was a little castle there as well. Um, it was very pretty. It was like a little oh, small. In like every single town, there was like a really old looking church too that was stone built. All of them are really pretty. Actually, that's the wild thing because all the churches kind of uh, were stone churches, but also the very similar layouts. They're like, I I yeah, have yeah. a triangle roof, and <laughs> and we have a big cross sticking out of the front of our uh, front of our church. Uh, I tried to get Lorelai to wear a bunch of hats, and she was like, I don't like the hats. I'm like, but they look great on you. She still got a hat. Um, then we went uh, on another. This is also when we started to get into the weird farm roads. Um, oh, yeah. When Richard started, I just started driving. Yeah, you started driving down one lane, horrible roads with very little turnoffs. And we we had a big old van too that we rented, so it was a little scary. Um, we drove out to. Let's see if my phone wants to tell me. I don't remember what the name of the the waterfall is, but. Well, it was in a place called uh, Ardara? Uh, something like that. Ar- Aradra? Aradra? I don't know. Something like that. Do you have that? No. Um, and it was just a little waterfall off the beaten path where you drive like five miles down the... It was, it was kind of in the middle it of It really was. And we were driving down a one-lane road, which tractors and large trucks were also trying to get down as well. And we're like, why are you coming this way? But that was also the closest that we got to sheep as yes. well. Oh, because the other sheep at the other place walked away yes. from us the whole time. Um, and in the same day, I believe, 
we got to was that where we got to Blarney? No. No. We went Oh, we tried to get to That was the only thing we did for that day. And then we drove to um yeah, Galway. Galway. Yeah. That's when we went to visit the uh the cliffs. The cliffs were the next day. And that was the ring of Kerry as well. Was just after that, right? The next day. Um, we went to the Cliffs of Moor, and the Cliffs of Moor are really pretty. Um, they're like huge drop-off cliffs in which there's a lot of farmland across the top of them. We didn't see any puffins because that's where the puffins yes. would have been. But, uh, yeah. but there was a lovely little lighthouse on top of it. Um, and Lorelai wanted to go talk to the sheep and the cows. And, and the cows. And we didn't get to the sheep, but we did get to the cows, so that was fantastic. Uh, oh, at the end of the Cliffs of Moor Day was where it. So that I believe is where it directed us directly through a place we shouldn't have gone. Yeah, and so uh, the GPS directed us way out of the way. I get well technically, and it <laughs> we ended up getting directed to get onto a ferry. So we drove a car onto a ferry and took the ferry across a uh, uh, like big old uh, like straight or you know, waterway sort of, yeah because um, we were trying to get to Clarney, uh and yes. and our our parents were like well we've driven this before and we didn't have to take a ferry but um kirsten was getting very car sick because we were we went through this very very bumpy road yeah super bumpy and up and down left and right left it was beautiful right. but then we went to the ferry and then our we were like so dad well, we're at the ferry now, and he's like, "Well, you know, I guess we'll take the ferry. Let's let's learn about new things." And that was pretty. I mean, I haven't been on a ferry in a long, long time, so that was beautiful. And then we got to Killarney, and in Killarney, um, on our next day, we went and visited these waterfalls. Um, I don't have the actual. In Killarney, though, there's a um, a little restaurant which was cute, but uh, it's called the Shire, and it was modeled after you know Lord of the Rings things. But even you walk in, it's very loosely. It was like it's oh, all yeah, just yeah. the name. It's literally just called the Shire. Yeah. And then, to be honest, it did have a round door for the main entrance to the place too. Uh, but I was gonna say that was in Killarney was also the place where we had like one of the best. Meals oh, had. that's also where your child discovered love of mussels. Mussels, yeah. She's yeah. Like, mussels. What was it called? Mad Monk, yeah. right? That was the place mm-hmm. of the, the fish place. Yeah, that was amazing food. Um, um, we went and visited this waterfall, and around the waterfall was a farm of wild sheeps. Sheepies. Okay, so that was at Itchiquin or Chinichiquin. Uh, um. Uh, it's a park, basically. It's a privately owned park. Um, that, like I said, I think it's called Ijequin. It was um, in Killarney National, Killarney National Park. park. That's, that's past it. In the, the, in the Ring of yes. Terry yes. is where it was. Um, but either way, uh, fantastic waterfall, beautiful walk out there, and then there's sheep everywhere. Um, which unfortunately. They used to let you literally walk through those sheep areas, but they actually said due to repeated um, tourist people walking through and then not closing the gates behind them, um, they don't allow people to go through the sheep areas anymore. Um, the sheep themselves are wild, so that's one of the... We, 
We walked up and there was literally sheep in the area where we're in, but they just they didn't want anything to do, to do with us. They're like, please go uh, away. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't want you to be near me. So they just kept walking away from us. Um, but yeah, it was just upsetting because like the last time we were there, literally. There you go. Glenn Itchiquin. Yeah. There you go. Um, you could literally walk through these giant pastures that are full of sheep. Which That's was very nice. pretty. Um, and then uh, post that, we went to a falconry, um, in uh, which, in which you know, weirdly, I was expecting it would be Irish birds, birds, but it was sort of just like, sort of hey, hey nope. here's some here's falcon-like some birds, birds that you can come see. Um, there was a, a hawk, a couple owls. Yes, and those were British, and then there was one owl from America. Um, we got to see them uh, fly to wear arms, um, see them die for food. We had falconry gloves yeah. on, so we were holding birds. And, and then yeah. the next day, that's when that's we went to Blarney. Blarney. Yes. Um, and um, Blarney, Blarney is famous is for its castle, castle and the castle, castle that has the stone in it. In you remember from our previous from podcast, our previous the stone gives stone you uh, the uh, gift of eloquent speech. Um, as, uh, as well as that day, we also went and vi- visited a set of fairy stones. Uh, or was that up before in the Ring of Carry? I don't know. We, we on, on those two days, uh, we stayed in the same place. Further, I have way too many pictures from the falconry thing. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Stopped a bunch. It was, that was post the falconry thing. Um, before Blarney Castle, we went to visit. Um, it's called the Stone Circle. And uh, it was Welcome to Ren, uh, Renmare's Stone Circle. Uh, which Kenmare, um, which has been there for about 3,000 years and is taken care of by family. And what you do is you take a little piece of paper, you write a wish on it, um, and as long as it's not a greedy wish, you can attach it to the tree, and then the fairies will grant it for you. What I will say about that day actually driving from Cary uh, to Blarney was we kind of just pick and chose, as we were driving, uh, so... In Ireland, they have uh, like two different types of signs. There's regular, you know, road signs or like highway signs, things like that. But then they have like historical signs as well, which we have here as well. But because our historical areas are kind of few and far between versus in Ireland, they're kind of everywhere. So they have like brown signs that would direct you to like, here's a, a spry or here's like a beachhead or things like that. You're crazy. In Iceland, um, any sign that was red was basically a landmark. Uh, right. No matter if it was like an important one or not. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, hey, go to this place. You could see something. And that's pretty much what the brown signs were in Ireland. So we did a handful of those, including the, this uh, Kenmare Stone Circle and things like that, um, which was nice. It was nice to have a kind of free day. Where we were like, hey, let's go this. Let's go see this. Yeah. I, we're and the Blarney Castle was sort of just it was that that same thing, except in one location. So yeah, the the, 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 yeah, the surrounding area around the castle itself, uh, there was a poison garden full of poisonous plants. There was poisonous, not venomous. Yes, poisonous, <laughs> toxic. Um, there was cannibalistic plants. I don't remember what that was. It just Car- carnivorous. Carnivorous. Thank you. Not cannibalistic. They eat other plants. Uh, no. Carnivorous plants. Um, there's a whole section kind of dedicated to fairies and witches and um, there's like the druids the druids uh there was actually an area that was really far away that i kind of wanted to go to but they had a a, a bee hatchery oh. as well which we didn't get to but it was really far out yeah <laughs> a beaver. 
So, but yeah, they had like almost like a greenhouse. For yeah, bees. and then there was a big yeah, lake in the in the backpack, backpack. that yeah, we were yeah, like, no, we're, like, we're good. And then in the front there was the yeah. castle. Um, and all of that was also redone recently because uh, Dad was talking to the people of the Blarney Hotel, which we stayed at that night. Uh, was going. I don't remember any of this last time we were it here. It was literally just a castle. Yeah, it was just a castle. And you just go. So they built a visitor center. They built. Um, and I believe the plants were there too, because um, I think you told. I think all yeah. of that garden. But they kind of set it up there, a little bit more to be more tourist friendly. Touristy. Yeah. That was the funny thing about like all of these locations that we went to. The cliffs um, was the same way. They had a visitor center. They had uh, fencing up around the cliffs and things like that. Shops. Versus like the last time when we went to the cliffs, they were talking about it. Like none of that existed. You could literally walk up to the cliff, and they said. Yeah, enough people fell off that we had to do something. We couldn't not have some sort of safety implementation. Oh, my God. <laughs> people so, can be stupid uh, if they're allowed to be stupid. I mean, that's why Grand Canyon's the most dangerous national park in the United States. Yeah. Um, anything else? Otherwise, we, we kind of just had like two or three things left on our trip. Uh, I know we have more pictures than that. Oh, a ton of pictures. Um, but our basically two last big things we did was we went to the Waterford Crystal Factory and then we went to Middleton Distillery. Middleton Distillery. Um, Waterford Crystal Factory unfortunately went under during COVID um, and then was bought by was bought by I don't remember either but it was kind of like a a high end uh, manufacturer and they picked up Waterford because it was a name known in Ireland, and they've also done a lot of big, big things. Uh, their biggest thing, I think, they, they like to say was the champagne flute for New Year's. Um, they've also done work with the New Year's um, globe um, that goes up and down on one times street. Yeah, which we've yeah, talked which about we've a couple about. times. Um, and then the Middleton Distillery is known for having Jameson in it, but also for having four other distilleries because that the Middleton distillery was the one basically back a, a long time ago. So a bunch of distillers got yeah, together and the, were like, together we will take over Ireland. <laughs> the basic story was that there was a number of different distilleries in Dublin and they were going under um, due to multiple reasons, including I think a famine and a bunch of other stuff. So they came together, four four came together, and then moved to Middleton, where they kept their practice of doing triple distilling um, in this distillery. And uh, Jameson is the biggest name of them that is distilled at this distillery. Now, to be fair, when Richard and I were tasting the whiskey, every time we made weird faces because it was all very strong. I would say Jameson was by far the most smooth, though. Yes. We had, uh, they did this whole taste test at the end where they had you, yeah, they had you taste um, a triple distilled uh, whiskey. They had you taste a a, um, Tennessee bourbon um, whiskey and then a uh, scotch whiskey. Um, And the um, Tennessee one was very smoky and very hard. The Scotch one was super strong, and the Irish one was very smooth. And the water was more alcoholic than anything else. That's right. <laughs> I got drunk. No. <laughs> but 
but we did taste uh we did uh get a flight to taste which was nice um we definitely picked i oh, think grab my bottle for me. yes yeah. you do uh we bought uh bottles of whiskey from the distillery as well um overall it was very i i thought that was very informational as well and it was very cool we'll by tomorrow <laughs> sure um so that kind of brings us to the end of our trip uh about an hour later and yeah. I would highly recommend the best method of travel in Ireland is just to drive. Rent a car. Yes. Drive. Don't Hopefully, rent a big car. That's what I was going to say. Hopefully you're not – you don't have a group of six people going because anytime you go into any sort of city or larger area, that big car is not going to be able to yes. fit anywhere. Especially if you're in the biggest cities like Dublin or Belfast. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of trouble. Like, all their parking garages are very similar to San Francisco's, where they're really tight and small. They're um, worse. But if you're in the countryside, it was never a problem. Uh, we no. only had a problem in Blarney, but even then, it was, like, not really that big an issue. Uh, we the issue is parking, yes. because obviously the parking itself, you kind of had to, if it was a busy area, like, where the, the parking was not, like, it's in, like, Killarney, it's a popular area, so all of the public parking areas are also used by the hotels, yeah. Yeah. in which case, to get a big car into a parking spot, you had to park in the very back, and that's if there was spots. Yeah, available. that's funny. In a smaller town like Donegal, there wasn't an issue. That, they just had a fine. huge parking area next to the... the right down yeah. the street. and it was just like, everybody parks there. and then Yeah, walk. here's the pier and the docks, and everybody parks here anyway, so just, it's yeah. fine. Um, I, I liked seeing all the signs. The signs were... Um, um, in English and Gaelic everywhere you went. Everywhere. Um, but you would see a lot more English si signs in the Catholic areas. Um, I mean, in the north. Yeah, in the yes. northern uh, Northern Ireland. And then you would see a lot more fusion of signs, English, Gaelic, when you went to the southern Ireland. Sorry, just Ireland areas. Um, it was a wealth of beauty and information and really learning about a place that I didn't really know a lot about beforehand. So, and now you've seen enough cows and sheep to last a lifetime. Yeah, you would think so. So, um, come back and um, listen to us next week as you hear about my short, uh, probably way shorter than this one, about my trip to Ireland and a lot of names that I did to Iceland. To Iceland. Uh, yes. There's a we went to Ireland some and just form of land. <laughs> There's a one-letter difference between those two. I, 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 island. <laughs> um, and I yes, you can come listen to my Iceland talk and also about a bunch of names I won't be able to say. Nope. I can. I had somewhat of a shot with Gaelic. No shot at the Nordic words of Iceland. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Uh, like, share, subscribe us. Ah, that we learned an old Irish word was fausha, which means which is welcome. Yes. Uh, we also learned another word. What's the word like that you cheers to? Oh, shlanza, shlanta, shlanta, shlancha, shlancha, which is what kind of like a cheers. Yeah, it's cheers, like kampai. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, if you want to know any more, you can always uh, email us. Uh, generally casual at gmail.com and maybe you have some specific questions um, that you just want to know maybe for your own Ireland uh, trip Ireland trip um, and we can answer those uh, maybe you want some advice of where to go or, or maybe some things we didn't have time to talk about in our podcast and we'd love to tell you so um, thank you very much everybody and we will catch you next week bye, bye.